binge-watched a million shows, and yes. one of them happened to be Sweet Magnolias, and love, love, love that show, and it really was awesome um, that I got a chance to work with one of the series regulars, Brooke, a couple years back. We did a pilot together, and I really got to know her as a person, and I just love her as a person, mm-hmm. um, and so when I saw this show um, and just the friendship between the three women, I just fell in love. It's just a feel good show. And it, it cross, it crosses, uh, uh, ethnic barriers. And I love seeing a diverse cast. I love mm-hmm. seeing, I mean, this town is uh, a it's small, a dream. yes, it's, it's a, a small dream town, town. <laughs> but it's a melting pot. Yes. Which, you know, I don't know that we exist. Maybe it exists somewhere. So, and this, the woman that created it, who also created Virgin River, has a there's a theme in her shows because Virgin River has the same feel yeah. like you've got a lot of different age groups and ethnicities and that like coming together it's mm-hmm. like a dream like the perfect world but what I really loved about that show too and that Nikki and I really connected with was you have gr- with these three women that have grown up together but are very very diverse group of women you've got the career woman you've got the woman who's a single mother you've got the girl whose marriage has fallen apart like she was the had the perfect relationship on paper and then all of a sudden he's cheated on her and he's with someone else and and they all bring their own perspectives there's not not judgment it's just support mm-hmm. and I think that we have that in our friendship we just we're very open and honest with each other and we put, do pour it out to each other and it's very important to have friends in your life that you can trust with your heart like that. And so we thought it would be really fun to have a segment on our podcast where we can just share some things and some perspectives with each other and with our listeners to just know that you're supported and maybe you'll hear something that we share about our life that resonates with you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you brought up um, honesty in a friendship and I think it is so important that you have honest friendships, Mm -hmm. people that are going to be supportive, but also give you truth in love. Right. And a time when you mentioned that, um, uh, one time came up to me where, you know, I was teaching at the times. And then um, I remember I, I had an, an audition for, um, I think it was like Young and the Restless or something. It was like a soap opera. And I'd gotten it that morning and I was supposed to teach, go to teach. And I remember accepting a job to teach, but then I had to prepare for this audition. And I was just so overwhelmed. And I called my husband and I was like, I don't want to teach anymore. I I just want to focus on my acting because, you know, let's just be real. We did Power Rangers, which was an absolute blessing. And then when we finished Power Rangers, we were like, okay, what the heck are we going to do now? Right. We, we weren't the fortunate <laughs> ones, which many actors are experienced this as well. You don't absolutely find a job right after a, a series. Right. Unless you have an agent that is just on it. And sometimes even when your agent is on it, it doesn't you know necessarily last. But so I ended up taking up teaching. I ended up teaching for 15 years. Right. In um, between jobs. In between jobs. Yeah. And so I remember 
feeling so overwhelmed and I really didn't want to go to this teaching job and I really wanted to focus on it. And I remember talking to my husband and he was like, okay, okay, let's, all right, let's try it. And so it was like, oh, I was like a weekend being home <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, trying to concentrate on my acting. You hit how old were the kids at this time? They were, Nolan must've been probably about 10. No, 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 no. He must've been like 13. We were in the other house. So maybe he was like 13 and nine was like 11. Okay. Um, and I didn't take out the trash or the, the trash was overfulled or something like that. And my husband had said, was like upset because I'm home now. Right. I should be taking care of the duties in the house. And I didn't, I didn't get trash bags. That's what it was. The trash was overflowing and I didn't get trash bags. And I was like, I'm going to get to it. And you and I had a conversation. I don't know if you remember this or not. No. But this is where I'm talking about honesty. And I was like, yeah, he was yelling at me because I didn't have trash bags. And the trash was, I don't think it was overfull because I would never let my trash get that way, but I didn't run to the store and get trash. Like I wasn't taking care of that part of the house. Right. My house has never been like filthy. No, you're very tidy but, and organized. But you said to me, well, Kia, you're, you're home. Oh, I did. And, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, this is what, you know, Nick is going to be expecting because that's what you asked to, to be. And I was like thinking... This <laughs> she's right though. <laughs> she's right, but you were telling me the truth, you right, know. Right, and and I respect that. Like when we're wrong, it's great to be on one another's side. But when you're wrong, you're wrong, and it's not always easy to hear. Right, you know, like if there's been many times in our friendship that we've had to show, like, show a different perspective, and um, and I remember you saying to me. It's like devil's advocate, but I don't like using that term. <laughs> but you do, it's, it's, you do need someone to show you another side because it's very easy to be locked into what you think is right. And, you know, I, I've, I've said to you so many times, like, there's very few people that I will talk about my marriage with because girls can be really bitchy and they want to jump on. Like if you have a dispute in your relationship, or whatever, they want to jump on and support you, but it can also be really damaging if they are not being honest with you about, you know, well, Kat, what, how did you play into that situation? Right. So, um, yeah. So I really appreciate you in my life that way, because I know you are, you are always, you have my back, but you'll always tell me the truth. Not all friends want to do that. Right. And then, you know, there's also friends, there, there's people that have, that are in your life that have been there for years, but they don't always have the, your best interest at heart. Right. You know, they may say that they have your best interest at heart, but you start to notice little things like, you know, they may say little things in particular that just kind of Hmm. pierce a little bit. They're not, it's not really helping you in any, in any bit. It's, right. it's, 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 I don't know. It, it makes you think, is this a true friend? Is right. this really someone that I can count on? Or is this someone that's just here? I don't know about you, but I know that when I got on Power Rangers, um, I had so many ex-boyfriends that I had never dated. I had new <laughs> relatives coming out of the woodwork that right. I had never heard of. Yeah. And you have all this influx of people that just 
come gravitate to you all of a sudden and was a part of your life and wants to, mm-hmm. you know, and then you have these friends that seep in that calls themselves friends. But I feel like true friends will, will be there. They can this. And they're going to be honest. They're not going to be jealous of you. They're not going to be seeking after your husband. They're not going to, you know, try to take over your your life in any kind of way. They're going to be really supportive. Right. You know? Right. So, yeah, when I was in, when I was younger, you know, in, in high school, elementary school, that I definitely chose friends that were very strong personalities. And I was very... um easily let easily controlled I would say Mm -hmm. so I had I had a couple of friends in my life that were very strong and um and overpowering almost and so when I moved to America for the show um a lot of those friendships kind of were brought to light to me because now I had friends that were real and really loved me and were extremely supportive and um I mean, I had, I had one friend that actually said to me, <laughs> this is funny looking back, but at the time it really hurt me. If she said it to me now, I'd be like, what's real problem? <laughs> but at the time it was really awful. So we were, she was talking, we we're getting ready to go somewhere. And she's like, I've always found brunettes to be much more stunning than blondes. And I'm blonde <laughs> in case you didn't know. Really? And, and I was like, oh yeah, I think brunettes are beautiful. And, but I'm going, what, what? It just came out of the woodwork. Oh, was that the time? She, I don't know. She would say things all the time like that. And and so I got, you know, when I got friends that were like supportive and, and excited for me or whatever, it really showed up those friendships that were not that way. And so I remember writing a letter and and we were no longer friends. So it just it, it just kind of faded away. And um I, it's, it's interesting because I, I definitely was in a place in my life. I, I, at that time where I would constantly blame myself, like what I do, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? And I think that's important that you always look at where your place is in a relationship, but choosing friends, like choosing who you surround your inner circle, you can have a lot of acquaintances, but your inner circle of people, you need to have discernment and not just allow everybody in. And I think as it took me probably into my 40s to really figure that out of like not everybody is your friend. Not everybody loves you the way you love them. I've I've noticed that um, those people that were my friends before I started acting are still my friends today. Like they've been there from the beginning. From the very beginning. Yeah. When I was broke as a joke. Yeah. <laughs> and have have been there as a support system when I went through my brokenness. Yeah. Went to, you know, okay, I'm making a little bit of money, then went back to brokenness and have just been there. Right. Through thick and thin. Whether I talk the to them the all the time or or don't talk to them all the time. Yeah. I know that if I ever need something, I can call them and they'll be right there. Those are the kind of friends that yeah. I think we all need. And I've told my boys, I was yeah. like, if you have one true friend, that's really all you that's need. That's what my dad said to me all the time growing up because I was always crying about somebody. <laughs> <laughs> somebody hurt my feelings. Oh, my gosh. My son is exactly the same way. Um, and he'd be like, one, just that one person that you can trust. And and I'm so grateful to say I have 
I have several of those people in my life. But yeah, the ones that I've got about three friends in Australia that I have known me since I was young. And um, I really treasure because they still to this day are, uh, it's, it's the relationship has never changed. Yeah. They're still the same. And even when I had those butthole friends <laughs> that hurt me growing up, they, they were by my side. You know, I think we've all had moments of butthead friends. Mm. And I remember being in high school um, and I'm gonna pour it out with some water. You pour it out with some water. <laughs> um, I was in high school and I, I, I had a lot of friends in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I had popular friends, non-popular friends, semi-popular friends. I was the advocate for those that were being bullied. I would always mm-hmm. stand up to the bullies. I would just be <laughs> that person because I cannot stand that. I cannot no. stand people being bullied. Mm-hmm. And I was such a people pleaser. I wanted everybody to like me. I wanted to be everybody's friends. And mm-hmm. I remember my senior year, I was like, that is a wrap. Really? Yes. I said, if you don't like me, that is your problem. Get on with it. Wow. I, I had to because it was so, oh, why don't they like me? Oh, why didn't it's I? It's exhausting. And it was so exhausting. Yeah. And I was like, why is that my problem? You don't like me. Yeah. That's something you need to get over. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And so it really took me seeing that and the exhaustion to say, this is who I am. If you don't like me for who I am, then you don't deserve to be in my life. Right. Period. Right. Those that like me for who I am and can grow with me and, and help me become the person that God would have me to be. Those are the people that I need in my life. And I feel like everybody needs in their life. And those that, that cannot support you and are always knocking you down, always telling you the things that you're doing wrong and it comes from jealousy though it's it's definitely comes from a that's a personal thing it's really you're just a reflection of what they wish they were or what they don't have or there's something going on in them usually I, I remember when when I had my daughter and I I was such an insecure child and definitely the people pleaser um and I remember saying I am going to teach my daughter differently. I want my daughter to be able to stand up for herself and to be strong. And, you know, my mom used to try and always fight my little bitch, you know, to to try and fight my battles. My 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 dad's trying to teach me how to box, like not the right approach. But anyway, um, so I, I wanted my daughter to be strong. And I remember she told me recently, this made me so proud um, there was these these kids in her school calling her a visco girl, and I, a visco girl is was, is like that. a popular term at the time. But she did not like it. She was really like, and every short time she walked past, they'd go like this to her. Oh, and she was like, you know what? You're gonna get your visco girl. So the next day, she dressed in everything she could that looked like a visco girl, and they said not one thing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, yes. And I've said to her, oh, my gosh, I wish I had have handled things like that at at your age. I'm so proud of you. God allowed you to grow up the way that you did so that you knew that that's not how you wanted your children to grow up. And and I, of course, I look at Lily and I'm so proud of her. Mm -hmm. And I remember that situation and I remember her standing up to them. And I think that that's what what needs to happen. Once you stand up to a bully, they'll leave you alone. Yeah. 99% of the time they will leave you alone. It's because 
you allow them to, you know, to intimidate, to you. intimidate you. And yeah. I know that it can be scary. Um, I know that it can be scary. Did you ever, were you ever bullied in school? You know, there was one girl, um, and this was after I decided, you know, to heck with you if you, y'all don't want to be my friends on my volleyball team. Mm-hmm. And she was very, um, masculine, I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I thought we were friends, but apparently we were not that way. So one day I remember after, after practice, she was like, I'm sick of you. Oh, what? I was going up for homecoming queen. Oh, and, okay. um, and I don't know if I had just won or, or what it was. And it's not like she was running or anything like that. Um, actually she was a year ahead of me. So I'm, no, that wasn't homecoming queen year. I don't remember what it was. There's something that got in her. Something yeah, made her happy. upset and we were outside and she was chasing me. Oh, she gosh. started. Yeah. There was someone in between us. I can't remember. There was someone in between us and she was trying to hit me like we're, oh we were like God. running around in circles and I was like thinking this is a big heifer I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I want to be hit by her today but if I need to go square then we gonna go square yeah um and I don't remember how it ended up end- ending she didn't get her fingers on me and it ended up being resolved because we had to work together because we were on the volleyball team together and we did it someone was, kind of intervene or they must have? I they, they must have. And we must have talked it out because I think it was squashed mm-hmm. afterward because I don't even know what it was. It just it literally came out of nowhere. Um, but I didn't really have. I remember in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Oh, my did goodness. You got Yes, I did. Oh, you did? I did. <laughs> um, there was a girl um, in my elementary and it was like she was the princess of the school. Like, and she had her followers. And mm-hmm. at first I was one of them. Mean girls. Yeah, it was almost like that. And they were just like, oh, Orfenia. I'm going to say her name. I was like, oh, Orfenia. Oh, Orfenia. And I was at first a part of it. And I was like, what the heck is this? Worshiping Why? This person. Exactly. Yeah. And so I decided I didn't want to be a part of that group anymore. Mm. She she ain't God and she ain't all that either. Why why am I following this this girl? And so I decided that I was going to break away from that. And I was just me and my one little friend. We cool. Mm. But one of her little minions oh. didn't like that I was no longer worshiping this child and wanted to fight me. And <laughs> I was like. Oh, for real? She was a little taller than me, too. And so there was this girl in my my uh, elementary school. Her name was Kamiko. Nobody mess with Kamiko. No, no, no. <laughs> you would say, like, she grew up in the streets. Oh, she you, was you hardcore. Just, she was hardcore, and she was my friend. Oh, good. And so, <laughs> so um, Kamiko comes to the middle, and she was like, these two going to fight. Anybody jump in? I'm going to get you. Oh. And so everybody was like, come up, come up. <laughs> and so it was me and this girl. How old were you? I was in the fifth grade. Oh, my gosh. And That's so scary. I felt like Sugar Ray Leonard. Like, <laughs> I, you I was literally, oh you know, I used to watch boxing. 
And I was literally, you were ready. Ready. I was jumping up and down like future yellow ranger of the house. Future yellow <laughs> ranger. Because you know, I was Wonder Woman when I was oh, little. Oh, yeah. Movies. You upgraded yes. yourself to like the lead. Like, yes. I'm going to take down this yes. heifer. So <laughs> I must have punched her. About three times, and then that was it. She stopped. She was like, I'm was done. She, was she fighting you back? Perfect. She couldn't get me. Oh. I was so Oh, wow. She, she would swing, and I'd be like, Whoo, bam. Wow. And her face was so red. Oh. Um, yeah, I wish I could say, oh, but, yeah, but she, started she started it. I didn't go to her. And where was the other little princess heifer? Where was oh, she? let me say, tell you what happened after that. Oh. So this is what I'm saying. So you stand up to that. Do you know the next day? Actually, it might have even been the same day. Our senior was like, oh, Nakia, let's, like, it completely, like, everybody wanted to be my friend. Everybody wanted to jam. What can I do to be? It was just, it was like something you would see in a movie. And I was like, I'm not about all that. I'm not about all that. That's awful. So I just think that when you have a bully situation, when you stand up to them. Yeah. Things can change completely. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I say to my son all the time, like, don't ever provoke. But if someone puts their hands on you, you have every right to yeah. stop them. Don't ever let anybody intimidate you. And I, I mean, I worry. It seems in my with my particular children anyway. It's more um, verbal these days. Like, there's a lot, and it's more cyberbullying. Mm. It seems to be more like a social media. Um, which is cruel. I think I'd almost rather a punch because it can be so cruel yeah. with social media. Um, and my daughter only just got social media this year. Um, but and she how was, is she? She's uh, 14. She'll be 15 in May. And uh, she was, it was interesting her reaction because she was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm kind of not really going to check into that too much. So yeah. She looks, likes, prefers to look at TikTok actually than she does Instagram. I think so, that's great. Yeah, she's got a lot. I think I, I'm glad that I waited with them. And my son doesn't have it yet, but um, I'm glad I waited because I feel like it allowed them to be more mindful of what they put out there. Mm-hmm. And she really doesn't post very much at all. Um, she looks at things, but she doesn't put, she's very careful about and selective about what she puts out there. It breaks yeah. my heart when people put, I've seen so many fights mm-hmm. on Instagram, oh, on um, YouTube, on, and it's like, you're exposing these people that have just gotten severely injured. And now the whole world can see it yeah. because it's there. Yeah. And I can't imagine growing up and cause you know, like even that little fight, like right. that could have been on, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then what would that have done to the young lady that I fought? Right. Not winning. Like, how would you get teased? I remember one of my, yeah. one of my close friends, her son got into, no, no, not her son. Her son's friend got into a fight and he was knocked out oh. and it just, it devastated his life. Um, he didn't go back to school for a while. And then when he did eventually get back to school, people were teasing him. It's just, it's a, you know, I've seen really great things happen with social media. Like I'm watching this show on um, Netflix. It's called Diagnosis. And it's uh, this doctor who um, reaches out to people that have rare diseases. Mm-hmm. And what she does is she writes for the, uh, she has some kind of, in some way she writes for um, New York Times and she posts their story so that the world can see in hopes that 
people that are experiencing the same symptoms will write come in forward. and doctors will go. Yes. And so far I'm on episode That's three, amazing. two people, the two episodes that I've seen, they, they get hundreds of people that write in and doctors and so wow. forth. And they end up finding a cure to these diseases that they didn't know. So I can see how yeah. social media can be so beneficial. Well, look, I just, this has also came to mind. Emmanuel Ocho, like he was, he just did talked about this. He's people were saying again, trying to bully him, trolls. Oh, you didn't make it in the NFL and being all horrible. This man has completely made such a success with his uncomfortable conversations with a black man. Yeah, yeah. And he created this platform of conversation. He's a man of God, he's doing it for all the right reasons. And these nasty little trolls try to take him down. And he said, he just did a whole speech about it. He's like, you know what? If I hadn't have gone into the NFL and had those failures, I wouldn't be where I am now. I am grateful for all of those failures. And you're not going to tell me, you know, and I just was like, yes, get them. (laughs) People are so, it's so sad to me. Like you have so much time on your hands that you want to cut someone down. Why do you want to cut someone down? Focus on your own journey. Focus on how great you can be. If you took all that negative energy and focused it on something positive, what would you do with your life? Instead, you're being a a keyboard warrior and hurting people. You know, it's it it just makes no sense to me. Um, So I'm really glad that that I waited as long as I did with with my daughter to so that she really can she can see it for what it is. Yeah. And she's very careful. She doesn't post pictures of other people. She's yeah, it's it's good. My son's a little bit more impulsive, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> How that Wait. goes. I might be having a different conversation when he's fifteen. <laughs> or anyway. thirty. Thirty you decide. Oh yeah. My gosh, yeah. And just just you know, wrapping it all up and just thinking about where we are today, um, social media wise. Yeah. And, you know, there are so many wonderful benefits and then there are so many, you know, not so many wonderful benefits. And, yeah. you know, how do you take trolls? Cause you know, this whole George Floyd thing has just happened. Mm-hmm. The whole, there's so many, there's so much Same. tension yes. in in the air. Yes. So many friendships have been destroyed. So many things have, have happened. And I have posted things on my page um, just to make people aware mm-hmm. and not even necessarily in some cases taking a stance right. on certain issues, but you still have haters. Right. That just something just happened today. And this, this is, this is what we need to have though, is, is discernment. That's what I, what's that? I was saying, don't get oh, your oh, right. the sound. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, Let's do the drums drums on my leg here. Um, Having discernment. So really thinking about something before you put it out there. Mm -hmm. So I had done um, today, uh, maybe a few days ago, Some I can't remember what the post was exactly, but it was um, I had done praying hands on a post. And my friend had sent me a copy of of it. And she's like, I was really surprised to see this with me with my praying hands. And it was, um, it was a post. Kirk Cameron had put a post up mm-hmm. and it was, he had, he had created a, he'd had a, an event at a mall of people singing carols, right? And it's a very sensitive time right now because yeah. you, people should not be gathering in large groups. Mm-hmm. And especially unmasked, mm-hmm. right? It's just a slap in the face to the people working tirelessly in the hospitals, people that have got 
lost people to COVID. Like there's a lot of sensitivity around this issue, right? Now, when I put the praying hands, my praying hands were in support of God is in charge, joy over fear. That's what I was putting. It wasn't a support of anti-maskers or any of that, right? Wait, is that, um, a, I, is that a symbol of anti-mask? No, but I, she felt it was an, an a support. I was supporting that event. That's what she had, how she had taken it. I, I have to ask, did you write anything about no, the event? No, no, so no, no. I don't even I didn't. understand She why. just, she saw my, that I had put praying hands on his post. That's what she oh, had seen. I see. And she was really surprised, like, because it seemed, and I said to her, you know what? I'm glad that you brought that to my attention. I deleted it because that's not what I was saying. Mm-hmm. I was, I was, it was my sentiment of why I put it on there was not at all what she had, was receiving. Right. But it just, again, reminded me of having discernment, like really thinking about if I like something or I comment and say something on someone's page how that may feel to somebody else. Yeah. So if I really do support that, then that's, then I have to stand by that. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So it really made me think like I liked that he was supporting joy and people bringing Christmas spirit, but I don't agree with bringing groups of people together right, right now. Yeah. So, um. so that created a conversation between me and my friend, but again, things can be misinterpreted very easily. So I, I completely, yep. I agree with that. Um, I also agree that on my page, I could put whatever the hell I want to put on my page. Right. And because it's my page and for people to tell me, well, you're a power ranger and you, you know, basically stay in your spandex, stay in your superhero mode and don't be the real person that you are with feelings. You know, and mm-hmm. I experienced a lot of that in yeah. the last several months. Yeah. Um, and it was very, uh, it really was eye opening for me because people have a tendency to not see you as a person when you become a public figure. Right. When they see you on television, they completely remove your humanity mm-hmm. and think, oh, this is Tanya from Power Rangers. She's a superhero. She, she's this. Tanya is also Nakia, who is African-American, who has dealt with some of the things that have been, you know, that has happened in the world. world. Mm -hmm. And so I am going to voice it and I'm going to support those that have have experienced this. And I am going to be unapologetic about Mm -hmm. who I am Mm -hmm. because this is who I am. Um, But I do think you have to have discernment. I do think whatever you put out there in social media it is going to be out there for a very, very Forever. long time. Yeah. And people have lost their jobs mm-hmm. because of some of the things that they've said. I, I, I can't I can't quite wrap my head around that. I can't because it, some of the people that lost their jobs were not saying anything hateful at all. They were just being honest. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's I'm not going to say some. some. Some, some, yes, you're right. There has been some that has been hateful, but there's also been people that have lost their jobs in protection of a family member or, Mm -hmm. or because they supported a cause or, and and that to me defeats the purpose of living in a country that's free. Yeah. Right. You should be able to say you don't like something without Mm -hmm. losing your job Yeah, or protect your family member without losing your job or whatever it is. But 
yeah, like there was there was one thing where one of our Ranger family had posted something, and whether I agree with it or not is it's his page, like you said. I went on and I was so appalled and and emotional about the the fights that were happening on his page. It was so disgusting to me. Um, not they didn't even consider that he was African American, that he may have experienced the same. There was no empathy or no. compassion for why he may have posted that particular video. And I ended up making a video in response because I was so just blown away at, at how cold people were and and how don't start a fight, first of all. That's how I feel. Don't start a fight on someone's page. Just don't, just save it. That's that's what people that that's those are those people that like to hide behind the keyboard, the, the keyboard, and light the fire, right? Completely light the fire. You know, I remember posting, and I and I remember talking to you and Karen and Aaron, and was like, I cannot believe. Oh yeah, yes, that's right. I simply yes. and yes. I just so everybody knows, I don't get political or, or anything mm-hmm. like that because I'm I'm nonpartisan to be perfectly honest. I'm yes. not a Republican or a Democrat. I vote for whoever I feel God places on my heart. Yes. And so just as a nomination, when Biden and um, Kamala, Kamala was nominated as the first African-American female, uh, female India ever, female ever, I simply put congratulations right. for being the first, did not say I was supporting, yeah. not supporting Oh there was a fight that ensued. I had so many comments, like over a hundred and something. I, I don't even know how. I had to turn off the comments because I found myself battling with people. And I'm like, what why are, are you fighting? putting yes. words in my mouth right. when I simply said congratulations? So now you can't even say congratulations without it having a political agenda. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's and so, wrong. Right. And I'm like, this is my page. If you don't like what I'm putting on my page, bye. Felicia. Yes. <laughs> bye, Felicia. Bye, Hefe. Bye, bye, Kamala. Bye, bye everybody. Um, right. But it's like, it's, it's, I, there's a, I feel like there's a an environment there's a there's something in the in the atmosphere where people really get off on firing drama. the flame the drama yes mm-hmm. and starting certain things I I remember seeing on one of my pages I was like I have never seen half of these people on my page before where did they come from well, and why yeah. are they just posting on this. Yeah. And not anything else. It's trolls. Yeah. And so I found that very interesting. And yeah. So, yeah. And it, it's, yeah, it's so true. I think, I think that there is people hired to go and, and comment. Exactly and, what I said. Yeah. I, I think there's a whole lot going on that we're not even aware of. The whole underground An situation. Underground. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Uh, so. Guys, thank you so much. We for, could go on and on yeah. for another four hours, but we'll we'll end it there. Yeah. And we have so much to talk about in our next segment. We do. Thank you so much for joining us on Super Chat with Pat and Kia. Bye. See you next time.